you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello, and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. Before we get started with the episode, there are a few things I'd like to mention. One is that, I'm sure by now you may have noticed, that the ad that normally plays before the episode is now starting to play in the middle of the episode. And moving forward, it will continue to stay that way. It might take a little bit of getting used to, but I promise I'll try to make it as smooth as I can of a transition, just so that it doesn't break the mood and or vibe as much. A little bit of behind the scenes info is that I would use Anchor as my podcast platform distribution, but I believe Spotify has now taken over And so Spotify contacted me about the ad and um, I had to re-record everything and their setup is a little bit different. So it's taking me a little bit to figure things out. And so for that, I appreciate your patience. And secondly, I was just recently invited to be a guest on The Secret Teachings hosted by Ryan Gable. So shout out to Ryan Gable if he's listening. And so I highly recommend that you go check out a show, especially the one that we did together called Absolution of Kali, where we talked about the Hindu goddess of destruction, where we went over her symbology, but he saw and added a lot of correlations between other mythologies. So if you're into those topics, which I don't believe you'd be here if you weren't, please go support us that way and go check it out. I'll leave a link in the description, and if you follow me on social media, either on Instagram at laurelavender.mb or on Facebook at laurelavender, then the link will be there as well. And so, with that being said, we also did touch a little bit on the yugas, which was my inspiration for today's episode. Alright, so when it comes to time, you have the western point of view, and then you have the eastern point of view. In the Western view, we see time as being linear, meaning we have a past, present, and future. And this way of thinking obviously has an effect on our point of view of eternity. Because when you think about heaven or hell, (laughs) but let's stick to heaven because we'll get to the dark stuff in a bit. When you think about heaven, for example, heaven is eternal. But to get there, we have to wait until after we die, which is a bit silly and contradictory because then it gives the impression and or it implies that eternity is bound to time. As where in the Eastern point of view, eternity can be experienced in the now whenever we're living in the present moment, whenever our limiting thoughts stop. Which is why when we meditate, most of us are trying to be and live in the now, 
we become aware of our surroundings, you know, what noises do you hear? Do you hear cars passing by? Do you hear birds chirping? Or are there dogs barking in the background? Do you hear the wind? You become aware of physical sensations, right? You learn to become aware of your toes without moving them, just sensing and recognizing, acknowledging that they're there. Same thing with your hands, your shoulders, your back, etc. And you become aware of your thoughts. You're not necessarily trying to stop all of your intrusive thoughts, but rather become aware of them. My uh, meditation app on my phone uses the example of allowing them to pass through and acknowledging them, just as you would a cloud. And so, in Hinduism, the idea of time and eternity are broken down into cycles. Four cycles, to be specific. And these four cycles are called the yugas. Yuga in Sanskrit means age, cycle, and or war era. It also means to join together. But basically, the yugas map the process of our consciousness. Because we could also talk about time in the sense of individual consciousness. For example, how come time seems to speed up when we're having a great time? And how come it seems to slow down when we're bored? You know, I've certainly experienced this, especially at work. I'll check the clock, and I'll continue working to what I think 10 or 15 minutes have gone by. I'll look back again at the clock, and only two minutes have gone by. And it leaves me feeling a little bit disoriented, like, really, that was only two minutes? But I did so much. But anyway... I don't mean to veer off too much, so before we jump back on track to the yugas, a brief commercial break. Alright, so, in the Hindu scriptures of Vishnu Smriti and Puranas, I apologize if I butcher that, and in other texts that I'd rather not butcher on air, it mentions that all living beings, including our earth, go through a cycle of creation and destruction. And so the first cycle starts with Satya Yuga, also known as the Golden Age. It's said to be the age of truth and of affection and of enlightenment. And in this era, there were no crimes, no fear, only kindness all around. It also speaks of people's actions being reasonable and virtuous, meaning not being led completely by our emotions, which we can all agree, I'm sure, that emotions can sometimes be irrational. Also, during this era, no religions existed, which reminds me of that John Lennon song, Imagine, there's a phrase in there that says, imagine there's no heaven, no hell below us, right? So it implies, imagine a world without religion. So if there's going to be any song that I associate to this first cycle of the Satya Yuga, it's going to be that one. Because according to the Hindu text, in this era of the Golden Age, it mentions and talks about how 
the weather was pleasant, there weren't any diseases, and there was actually no need for agriculture and or for mining because the earth was so pure that the earth itself yielded those riches to us on its own. It even talks about how the human physiology was different, how they were gigantic, and how the lifespan stretched out to hundreds of years. But one thing that caught my eye when researching this topic was that each yuga was associated to a metal. And in this case, the Satya Yuga is associated to gold, which is associated to the sun, to God consciousness. It corresponds to the heart. And according to Eliphas Levi, or Levi, I'm having a hard time remembering how you pronounce this name. But according to him, it's associated to the word of truth. The second yuga, called Treta Yuga, which by the way actually means three, but that has to do with the amount of time that this yuga lasts, which is said to be three times the length of Kali. So just a quick little side note, Satya Yuga, the first yuga, is said to be the longest in the cycle, and Kali is the last, and it's said to be the shortest in the cycle. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, so back to the second phase of the cycle called Tetra Yuga. Here it is said that the goodness of human nature has started to diminish. People still had a high level of intellect, but this is where they started to lose control over their body, and they actually began to shrink in size. So this is the era where emperors rose into power and dominance and began to conquer the world. And this was known as the Silver Age, which is associated to the moon and according to Eliphas Levy and the seven spheres, also known as the seven levels of consciousness, silver is associated to religion. So if this was the age where emperors rose and came into power, I'm reminded of Romulus and Remus. Romulus being the first emperor and conqueror of Rome. And I think about Lupercalia and all of its rituals that it had. So keeping that in mind, it seems logical that this would be the age of religion. The third phase of the cycle is called Dwapar Yuga. And this is a time where the goodness and evil of human nature were neck to neck. They were even. And so humans lost a substantial amount of purity, and they became more and more attracted to the materialistic things in Earth. We started to see that diseases were a more common thing, humans were unhappy, and they fought each other. And this was known as the Bronze Age. And when you think about the metal bronze, it's, it's not a pure metal. It's actually composed of tin and copper. Tin associated to Jupiter and being associated to wisdom. And copper associated to Venus, the goddess of love and beauty. But love being an emotion. So it's wisdom and emotion. So we said that in the first yuga, people's actions were logical that they weren't so much being led by emotion. Here in this third yuga, we see that wisdom 
and emotion are neck and neck, just like the goodness and evil of human nature were neck and neck. So, wisdom and emotion, tin and copper, creating that Bronze Age. Alright, so the fourth and final phase is known as the Kali Yuga. Now, you might be triggered to think about Kali, the Hindu goddess of destruction, and her being associated to the Kali Yuga. And that's a fair and valid association on its own, but it's not actually named after her. It's named after another Hindu demon known as Kali, and he is the lord and or demon who rules this age of Kali Yuga, also known as the age of darkness and ignorance. And this is where our connection to our inner self has been lost. And we start eating forbidden food and or poisonous food, perhaps alluding to all of the chemicals that are in our food due to the fact that most of it is processed food. Our air is polluted, our water is contaminated, our health has substantially diminished. This era speaks about families being non-existent. I don't normally like to get political on this show, but according to some scholars, this is the era that we're currently living in and families becoming non-existent is something that I am able to see on one end of the spectrum. One point being that more and more people are pro-abortion, which now I feel compelled to say that my views on abortion are far more complex than a simple yes or no, for it or against it. So if you want to know what my thoughts are on the matter, you're welcome to message me and I will answer you there. But also, my generation, the millennials, are actively choosing not to have children. The new generation is choosing to identify as non-binary. Now, I'm not saying that families can't still be created if you choose to have an abortion or if you actively choose not to have children or if you identify as non-binary. Because I understand that families come in all shapes and sizes and are composed differently. But in the traditional sense, in the hermetic sense, where you have a male and a female come together to form that union to create and manifest and give life, then you guys see my point, right? So, during the age of Kali, it also talks about how we are going to be a lot more focused on how we look, and we're going to be attached to material possessions, and how we are constantly going to be fighting with each other. Again, it's hard to argue that we're not living in this age, because when you think about social media, everyone is so concerned about how they look, how they are perceived by others, myself included. I mean, I'm on social media and I'm guilty of that. And so with social media, we are also integrating our consciousness into this technology. And so we see this sort of black cube example happening. So this cube is associated to Saturn and also because it deals with the material world, 
right? It deals with matter. So the physical, it's what allows our spirit and or soul to manifest in this physical form. So it's a sort of housing unit for our spirit and our soul. But when we integrate our consciousness into technology, it's a sort of perversion of that cube because it's synthetic. And so that is the Kali Yuga age for you, which is also known as the Iron Age. And iron is associated to Mars, and Mars is the god of war. But, alright, so when the Kali Yuga began, it did so with the death of the god Krishna. And in various Purunas texts, it talks about the tenth and final avatar of Vishnu. Vishnu being the god of preservation. But its tenth and final avatar was named Kalki. And he is foretold that he will come to end the Kali Yuga. And he will do so while riding a white horse and holding a blazing sword to complete the task. After that, the cycle of the Yugas will start all over again. So, you see, in terms of time, in the Eastern point of view, it's not linear and it doesn't end. It's simply a completion of a cycle. But let me know what you guys think. Do you guys agree that we're currently living in the age of the Kali Yuga? I'm curious to hear your thoughts. And or if you have any questions or if there's any feedback or if there's simply anything that you feel like you want to add, you can reach me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com or you can friend me on Instagram at lauralavender.mb or on TikTok, same handle, lauralavender.mb. Also, don't forget to check out the website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com. There's a few new things added there for you guys to check out. And of course, thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast by listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.